0: Welcome back to Comic Book Storylines, I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Brian the Comic Book Guy. As always, if you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Every week on Wednesday you'll get the new episode before anybody else hear it. That's kind of some kind of exclusive stuff going on, so if you're serious about it, like what you hear, do that. Also, if you uh, have any questions or anything, uh, I'd love for some feedback. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback yet on the podcast over a year, so I'd love to drop me a line on Instagram, at guy, or you can email me, guy at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. That way I can make this podcast the best thing possible to listen to. So this is the next week into House of Death. We've gone through how it led up to it, uh, the you know, opening days and everything, and some of the characters waking up in this new reality, so we're just going to dive right into the next. Week. Part here. Uh, The issues we're going to cover Uncanny X Men 462, Utopia 1 of 5, uh, uh, Spider Man House of M 2, House of M, the main storyline 4, uh, Cable and Deadpool 17, I promise you that one's going to be a funny one, as any of the Deadpool ones have been, Incredible Hulk 84, and Pulse number 10. So we're going to dive right into it. Now, in the Uncanny X Men issues, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Uncanny X-Men issues at this time, so I'm going to briefly cover it because I don't want to confuse from the main storyline going on. And some of the tie-ins, they're loosely connected, especially the Uncanny X-Men ones, because they had their own stuff going on, Um, there's some like uh, reality hopping things going on, and I don't want to confuse you with the details of what's going on in the X-Men storyline at that time. So I'll kind of briefly go into it, but uh, it kind of loosely involves because they see something is weird. And specifically some of the characters, uh, some of the characters at the time uh, in the X-Men, Storm, Bishop, Psylocke, uh, Rachel Summers, Phoenix, um, they know something's going on. So they're in the middle of a battle during their current story arc, and... Uh, somebody notices, Rachel notices that something weird is going on. Now, they're over in East Africa fighting some, uh, a group, uh, of militia. And, uh, Rachel Summers, who's got the Phoenix Force at the time, she says something's fading away and everybody else starts to fade away and she grabs hold to Psylocke's hand, and uh, they kind of survive what happened. Now, uh, Psylocke looks around, and there's absolutely nothing. It's like this white existence. And uh, they think they're dead, but uh, Rachel calls it the White Hot Room. It's the very core of creation, and something is amiss. And they notice that there is something going on, but they don't know what it is. But all of the other characters, uh, Brian Braddock, who is uh, Captain Britain at the time, everybody else that is involved wakes up, and they just notice how there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, reality is definitely warped. They don't know it's Scarlet Witch yet. A lot of the characters that are involved in the tie-ins don't really know what's going on, because the main X-Men, or the Astonishing X-Men, I should say, and the New Avengers, they are the ones primarily dealing with the situation, so those are the main characters. A lot of the other tie-ins, I'm going to say, Uh, have side characters that are in the warped reality. They don't know they're in the warped reality. They're kind of just going along with the flow of what's going on, like it's their normal day-to-day stuff. So on the X-Men, Uncanny X-Men world, the uh, the first issue of this, it's just a lot of different weird reality warping things going on and some of the characters hopping around trying to accumulate to what's going on. rachel and psylocke are kind of in this like nether region of reality trying to figure out uh what to do where to go and uh, basically kind of get adjusted to what's going on and if they want to get involved they they see they take some glimpse into the reality and they notice something is definitely definitely off and they end up coming back to what they think is their reality they come out of that white hot room reality and they think they're back to the normal reality they're at braddock manor uh, betsy braddock and brian braddock's home in england and uh, they think everything's back to normal and they're like no something's not quite right and they turn around and there's a sentinel standing above them and normal readers of the x-men know that that's not exactly how it's supposed to go so we get into the next tie-in mutopia x now This series is primarily going to focus on Sapientown, and we covered that last week, where there is a human part of New York City that they call Sapientown, where most of the humans that are still left in the area come to congregate. It's kind of like a little area, you know how you have like Chinatown, Little Italy in New York, or any of the big cities? Well, it's called Sapientown in the uh, House of M era, and it's policed by an nypd cop lucas bishop that's our connection to the main reality there bishop is a cop who is assigned to uh, mute uh sapientown and uh, the primary focus of the uh, utopia x books is a bunch of celebrities that are human that are trying to make their way into the world but they're human and since mutants have taken over everything in the house of m there's not really a big place for them and we've seen this in the iron man issues And we're going to see it again really, really closely in the Spider-Man issues. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away. We will get to those issues shortly. And uh, it's basically Bishop patrolling and keeping the humans under control. It looks like there's an uprising in the humans where they're tired of the mutant oppressors and everything. It's kind of like a reversal where the X-Men books have always been about them being oppressed and trying to have equality. And now it's a focus of the humans trying to get out of the oppression and get some equality. And uh, Lucas Bishop is policing that, and it looks like he has an uphill battle. So then we get to Spider-Man House of M number two. We saw last week that Jonah Jameson uh, was left uh, conspiring with Green Goblin. And... He wakes up in an alley, and he remembers that Green Goblin gave him something, and then he kind of passed out. But he's in the middle of nowhere, near outside New York, and Goblin didn't leave him with any wallet, phone, or anything, so he's got to trudge back to New York with this diary. We don't know quite what it is yet, but then we start to look at it. And it's Peter, it's labeled, Peter Parker Journal Keep Out. So Jonah is reading through Peter Parker's, basically his diary, and he figures out something of a very big secret that is about to come to light for Peter Parker that he's had hidden for a while. Now, in this reality, Peter Parker is a movie star. He does a lot of movies, and he is on the set filming with his main character, who is Mary Jane Watson, who is playing his wife in the movie. Which is really, really odd because Gwen Stacy and uh, MJ are both in Spider-Man's life at the same time. He's married to Gwen, but he works with MJ. And Gwen gets kind of a little jealous, as we can see. She's watching the interviews from behind the set. And uh, Spider-Man, who has a personal guard, it's Rhino of all characters uh he's telling him he needs to find jonah something happened with jonah you need to find where jonah jameson went because he was attacked by the green goblin figure it out don't hurt him bring him back here i feel bad i've treated him bad so this this issue is basically jonah kind of reading the journal trying to figure out how to get back to new york city and he's got some issues to deal with with spider-man who has treated him bad this whole time and because it was a goblin attack peter parker goes to see norman osborne like hey you're nor- you have uh, the suit and everything. The glider was your technology. But Norman says, the glider isn't my technology. It's yours. So he's like, okay, what well, that's all about. But it, remember, it's a House of M. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Jonah ends up in the subway. He's close to New York City. And he's running. And uh, Peter gets in his Spider-Man outfit. And he knows that Jonah's down there. So he goes to help Jonah. But Jonah sees that there's a media crew there. And he goes, oh, okay, well, you guys need to come check this out. And Jonah starts interviewing with these media people just as Spider-Man comes on the scene, and he gives it all away. Ladies and gentlemen, the journal reveals the truth about Peter Parker and his powers. He is not a mutant. They are a result of a laboratory accident when he was a teenager. That's right. Peter Parker is not a mutant. He is a normal human. And that was Spider-Man's secret, and the issue ends with Peter screaming, Oh no, no, so that's going to be big trouble for Spider-Man because in the in the world where mutants rule, he they were saying he was a mutant, now he is not. So we get to the main storyline of House of M, issue 4. Magneto is walking around surveying his land. He's in Genosha, Castle Magnus as they call it, and he's kind of looking around and it looks like he's sort of seeing there is something amiss, like he, something's bugging him. But then we immediately go back to the action in Hell's Kitchen, New York, where Hawkeye and all of the other characters uh, Wolverine has been able to round up uh, are interrogating Wolverine. And it's Hawkeye who Wolverine knows, because he's the one that remembers everything, knows that Hawkeye is supposed to be dead because in our first episode of House of M, Hawkeye died in the alien attack, the Kree attack. And uh, it's Luke Cage basically saying, Barton, you need to let up on him. But he shoots him with a tranquilizer arrow, but it's Wolverine, so he's going to shake it off. And he wakes up, and uh, they're like, oh, hey, he woke up. He goes, how long was I out? And they're like, "Uh, 30 seconds. He goes, okay. So they tell him that they had a tracker put in Logan, so they knew where to find him, the S.H.I.E.L.D. group that went to go find him with Hawkeye. And he's like, okay, it's too late. It's because a Sentinel unit comes in and starts targeting the human guys that are with Barton. Now, remember, it's humans are the bad guys not the mutants so they start attacking the humans that are in it and one of the humans is cloak who's on the new Avengers and he wraps everybody up and spits them all out in a safe place but it ends up being the Kingpins office but nobody's in it so there is still a Norman Osborne in uh, the house of M and Wolverine finally has a breather and he tells everybody that he knows who they are you're an avenger you're an avenger don't you remember you're an avenger and they're like don't what's an avenger so he's basically telling everybody what the real reality is like and something is amiss and they're saying and he said wanda was the one that did everything and they're like, what are you talking about wanda is the human child now that's going to come into play later on they're saying that pietro lorna which is polaris are magneto's kids and they're the ones that have the mutant abilities and wanda is the human sibling she didn't get the mutant genes and uh, Wolverine is still pleading his case, telling everybody what's going on, and he needs proof. So he needs to find somebody that can actually help them out. And he's telling everybody, "You're you're this character. You're Danny Rand. You're Iron Fist. You're supposed to be this guy. You're this guy. You're this guy." And they're trying to figure out who is who. Now, in the regular continuity, there's a character called Layla who is working with X-Factor. She has this mutant ability to see the future, see current events and everything, and Wolverine has her there, and he tells her that she needs to help him help everybody get back to where they were. And he needs everybody to wake up, so to speak. But he really needs to find Charles Xavier. He can't find Charles Xavier anywhere, but he does manage to find Scott Summers in Emma Frost. So they all, uh, Cloak wraps all of them up, brings them into Scott Summer's house. And White Queen comes in and she's like, what is, what is all this? Are you robbing me? And Layla touches White Queen and her eyes start to glow. And Emma remembers everything. She remembers the events. She remembers, and you can start to see. Now remember in the first, in the second part where Spider-Man sees into the dark and the white flash, but Emma could see a little bit further into that room. And she sees that in uh, that great hall, Professor Xavier is st- is sitting in his wheelchair. Wanda, Magneto, and Petro are standing around him. But he starts crying when everything went white. So he's definitely going to be involved in the end game here. And she suddenly wakes up and she goes, What? Are you really messing with me, House of Magnus? What is going on? We have to take care of this. We have to get rid of him. And he's like, No, we need to have a lot more of us, not just the two of us. We need, we need to take this whole world down, but we need to get everybody else on our side, which is what they do end up doing. So uh, now in the main storyline, they're going to start rounding up the rest of the troops. Before we continue, we're going to take a brief pause. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the ever so interesting world of Deadpool and Cable, because, you know, the Deadpool issues are absolutely hilarious. We'll be right back. And we are back. Now we're going to dive into the Deadpool issue. Because as you know, Deadpool issues can be very funny. But then again, they can be very weird. Uh, Deadpool uh, is hopping time frames. He's trying to catch up with Cable in their adventures. And he's always one step behind him. So he appears in the House of M. And Mr. Sinister, in this reality, has a baby Cable. Now, uh, he already has the techno-organic virus. So this baby is half techno-organic, and Deadpool is trying to get the baby Cable, since he says, Cable needs to be with me, which in reality it's true, but Sinister doesn't know who he is, and he's wondering why Deadpool knows who he is. But in true Deadpool fashion in the comics, he goes, I'll be right back. I need to pee, but I'll tell you everything that's going on. The next 18 panels is Deadpool telling Mr. Sinister from behind the bathroom door who he is, what he's doing there, and it's him taking a really long bathroom break. And then he comes out and he goes, okay, so uh, what else we need to do? And Sinister says, you need to go back in there and wash your hands. Now, the Deadpool comics are hilarious. The movies are hilarious, and they keep up on that, where it's just a funny, funny book. Any of the Deadpool tie-ins have just been really funny. Civil War especially. Now, there's two X-Force characters that are following Deadpool throughout times and realities. Siren, who is the daughter of Banshee, the, the X-Men Banshee, and Cannonball, Sam Guthrie, And they end up on the farm where Sinister is in the house of M. And he's raising a baby Cable. And he, uh, they, he stumbles onto them in his property. So he invites them in to dinner, and they have this huge, huge feast, and then uh, he tells them that uh, he slipped a little stuff into their food because he couldn't really trust them. He needed to figure out who they really are, so he needed to study them, but uh, Wade, who has a healing factor, he doesn't get affected by it, so Sinister takes them down into the to his basement where he's showing them everything that's going on in the house of him. Now you can see little snippets of everything that's going on in all the tie-ins, the main storyline, everything we've covered so far and everything we haven't covered. So there's events going on that we see pictures of that haven't we haven't gotten to yet. And it's basically a room where Baby Cable is in a crib while Sinister can watch events. So uh, Deadpool sends Cannonball and Siren onto the next timeline while he tells Sinister that he needs to take Baby Cable. But Sinister doesn't want to go without a fight, so he wants to genetically study Deadpool. Which Deadpool's like, no, I don't think you need to do that. But as they're fighting, Cable, Baby Cable, starts crying. It's almost as if Baby Cable is aware that he is really supposed to be an adult, and his powers activate, and he kind of saves Deadpool from Mr. Sinister. Uh, He grabs onto uh, Baby Cable, and he's getting ready to go hop back into the reality. And we notice that when Cannonball and Siren get back to their reality, there's this white flash, so they vanish into the House of M reality as well. So Wade grabs hold of baby Cable, and he uh, tells him body slide by two, which is Cable's reference to teleporting out of reality. So uh, Mr. Sinister tries to make a grab for Deadpool as they're vanishing, and everything turns white, as everything else has when everything switches over. I have a little stuffed-up head, so apologizing for that. So we get to Incredible Hulk, 84. Now we left off with uh, AIM agents. That was the the group of people attacking the Hulk, uh, going after a refugee camp uh, by a mutant dictatorship that rules Australia. And Exodus, who was one of Magneto's guys in the regular reality, is that leader. And Hulk is forced to defend the tribe and considering an alliance with aim the other faction that's going on here now they're in uh, australia which has a huge massive temple by the ruler since it's the house of him everything is warped and uh, we see he's talking to somebody named johnny who is saint john allardyce or pyro is one of the ruling dictators in australia now pyro is normally from australia but he is one of the rulers part of the ruling party. And uh, it's kind of like a dictatorship, so to speak. It, it kind of remind, it's reminiscent of Hydra a little bit. Their attire, who they're working for and everything. And the AIM agents are trying to rally Hulk to help them because the dictatorship is trying to get rid of the abor- uh, Aborigine tribe, which the Hulk has bonded with. And the AIM agents are trying to convince Hulk, Bruce Banner, that he needs to help them. So one of the agents invites him to dinner, describes to him what's going on, what he needs to do, and he tells them where to go. Uh, he has some inside help. He needs to to steer this way. Uh, we're going to tell you where to go. And he goes, alright, just do it. And he turns instantly into the Hulk. And the Hulk is not as dumb, so to speak, as he's been in, in, in other incarnations. So uh, he's kind of like Smart Hulk in a way, and uh, he's telling them where to go, and uh, we see that uh, the dictatorship uh, is working on some human people, turning them into cyborgs, kind of reminiscent of the, uh, uh, the cyborgs in uh, the, the Reavers in the X-Men comics. Uh, if you remember uh, Logan, the Reavers were in there as well. But there's one uh person that they're turning into a cyborg named Adam that they're really talking about and they're really focusing on. And it's weird because he's he's almost giving it away of who he is, and uh suddenly they look up in the sky and like this bomb blows up, but it's not an explosive bomb. It's dropping all these papers. And it's pieces of paper that say Aim and Bruce Banner request a summit to settle matters peacefully, and uh They are under the water in a submarine, and they're discussing their options. And uh, Bruce Banner says that uh, he may have somebody to help them in their cause. So they agree to a summit. Bruce and the AIM agents come up, and they go to that uh, giant uh, citadel. And they're talking with Pyro and the other leaders of the factions and everything. And uh, they have this, like, stun agent that they take, and they knock out, or they try and knock out everybody. But Bruce tries and fights really hard to stay awake. And the uh, agents go, Adam, we're here now. Time to show them. And he goes, oh, okay. So he jumps up, and he goes, I hear your voice, Dad. And one of the aim agents uh, is the father of Adam. It kind of made it look like originally that Bruce was the dad because of the way he was talking, but it ends up being the aim agent. So we see that they have a sleeper agent, and he takes out a bunch of guys in the Citadel, and he jumps on down to help out. And Hulk turns into the Hulk, and he starts attacking the dictatorship, and he attacks Pyro, and he knocks out the main dictator. And he's standing on top of the Citadel, and he's telling everybody, screaming for freedom, and everybody starts chanting the Hulk's name. So, Hulk looks like he's going to end up being a new ruler in the house of him. Now, the last issue we're going to talk about this week is the Pulse. Now, the Pulse features... Uh, it's kind of like reminiscent of the uh, issues of Civil War, where it focused on the press seeing things from other angles... It's kind of like that, but in the House of M, there's one particular uh, news reporter that's trying to get the lowdown on what's going on. Uh, She's at Stark headquarters. Now, this is after uh, Howard Stark and Tony Stark are fighting in Iron Man issue one. And she's like, why are there a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents around? Something weird happened. And we see a very familiar blonde character. Now, this is after the events in House of M number four. And it's Hawkeye. He's trying to figure out who he is in this reality. And he has some nagging suspicions of what's going on. Now, keep in mind, before the House of M started, Hawkeye was dead. The House of M, he's suddenly alive. And that's going to come into play shortly. So he's talking with the news reporter who works with Daily Bugle but it's run by mutants. It's not run by Jonah Jameson. Obviously, we saw him in the Spider-Man issues. So this reporter is trying to get a scoop on what's going on at Stark Tower, and Hawkeye interrupts her. And he says, don't you notice anything is really weird? Anything is going on? So he shows her a newspaper article, and she sees it as Sentinel Memorial landmark declared. But it is a newspaper article that Hawkeye grabbed ...that says, Avenger Hawkeye is dead. Mysterious surrounds the fallen hero's fate. And he goes, I'm supposed to be dead. Why can't you read this right? And he goes, I remember something happened. Uh, I Everything ha- was weird. I went and got dead. Wanda kind of had a thing for her once. Uh, something really happened. She had a tantrum. And all of a sudden, I'm alive. And he goes, I was dead and she was a princess. And he, And the reporter says... You think she killed you? He goes, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what's going on. I was killed months ago. And here I am in a mutant paradise slash nightmare. And the illusions are so paper thin. I'm not really sure what's going on. So Hawkeye ends up being caught in the middle. He knows what's going on. He knew what happened before. And he knows what's going on. So he's kind of like in the same boat that Wolverine is. Finally, he's starting to wake up, and he says, we need to go figure out what's going on. I need to go blow off some steam. So he says, let's go to Avengers Mansion. So he takes him, the reporter, to where Avengers Mansion should be in New York City. But it's not there. It's the New York City Botanical Gardens. And he's really mad because he's like the greatest heroes of the world gathered here. Thor, Captain America, this is where I lived, and this is where I died. Man, what really happened here? And he turns around, and he sees where... Uh, If you're a reader of the Avengers, there is a monument in Avengers Mansion Grotto, so to speak. And it's a stone sculpture of all the original Avengers. But in the House of M, it's a sentinel head. And it says, the mutant blood lost here was the last that will ever be lost in war. Magneto. And Hawkeye gets really mad at that, takes a bunch of explosive arrows, and blows up the sentinel head. Now, he hears cops coming, sirens coming, and he tells the reporter, I needed someone else to know what was going on. You have to report it. There's something really going on here. And she's like, well, you know, the uh, cops and everybody, even the mutants, are going to be after you. And the last words he says until he disappears into the woods is, what are they going to do? Kill me? And then the sirens come, and the police come after that. So that's where we're going to leave off this week. There's still a whole lot more action, I promise you, and things start to gel in the next episode, where they start banding the troops, so to speak, and there's a lot of uh, little side stories going on, and some side characters that are involved, because as again, Wanda didn't just warp a little bit of reality as she did in the WandaVision TV show. She warped everything. Now, a lot of characters know what's going on, lot of characters don't know what's going on. So when you're reading House of M, it kind of gets confusing a little bit because you're not sure which ones are warped. If you don't follow all the storylines, if you don't follow all the titles, it does get kind of confusing. So I'm hoping that I kind of help that in regards. And as I've said before, if you want to talk more about what's going on in any of the storylines that we talk about, especially this one, is the, because it does involve a lot of side characters and a lot of side issues that uh, aren't connected to the mainstream titles and uh, we're starting to get into that there's a few more that are going to be covered next week and the week after uh, that are loosely tied in but they're still connected to the house of event so if you're looking for more information have some questions uh, as always reach out to me at the Comic Book Guy on Instagram or you can email me Fright Book Guy at gmail.com. So join us next week as we dive further into the House of M. this one's going to be the rallying of the troops, uh, trying to awaken as many people as possible. To see Wolverine and White Queen start to get everybody back on the same track and wake up everybody. So then. then we're going to cover some more issues with me to see what's going, up War, what's, going up what's going on with Frightful Four, what's going on with Spider-Man, with Tony Stark, and we'll get a little bit more of some of the other characters. So until next week.